What's up, everyone? Welcome back into the Post Credits Podcast. We're going to be breaking down the latest episode of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And whoa, John Walker going off the deep end a little bit there. Uh, a, little, a little saucy at the end for us. Yeah, it was not. Uh, I mean, I, I guess I didn't really expect it to be um, that person in particular that he uh, would end up uh, murking first, I guess. Um, but. Um, I mean, overall, the episode was was really, really exciting. I think it was uh, something that was needed. I, you know, going all the way back to uh, the time of you know watching WandaVision, uh, WandaVision was basically like a whole new. Um, I mean, that was something completely new to Marvel that we haven't seen. It's like a breach, and um, and I think this was a way to. I mean, even all four episodes so far have been just an incredible way to get back into. Um, basically everything Marvel and um, again like we said in the last one you know if you aren't um, you know if you haven't watched all the movies and you're not you're not too far along in it um, you know stick with us we'll uh, we'll kind of explain it as we go and um, we hope that we hope that you guys are enjoying this but um, I mean to really kind of start off with it we'll we'll kind of go from the beginning and break it break it down from there but I want to like start with us here also yeah just want to say yeah it's definitely easier to follow the show than WandaVision yes oh, it's definitely. a lot easier yeah it's definitely cut more clearly here and hurts my head less <laughs> <laughs> I like WandaVision though Not yeah it was it was it. very it's good. good it's just I did a lot of thinking a lot of contemplating yeah I think I think sure. that was that was one where we we had sat yeah. here and when we were watching it there was I, I've never speculated a show as hard as I did with that. I don't think I've ever said what the fuck is going on as many times <laughs> as I did. Yeah. I mean that it was it definitely was uh, was very different, but it was it was I mean it was refreshing to have something like that after Especially for the first two episodes. Oh yeah. Those were like yeah. mad confusing. But I mean even after after the events of Endgame and um, you know, and then Spider Man kinda of bringing that phase all together and starting a new one, uh, I th- I think this really Though COVID happened, this was really a, a really cool start to, um, you know, getting on to the next phase. And um, But kind of getting into the first part of, um, with the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, um, episode, episode four, right? So, um, I mean, holy crap. I mean, there was a lot that happened. And I think, yeah. it, I mean, I mean, you can kind of start with what, I mean, kind of you had going there, but. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll start it from the from the top here. So yeah, we open up and it starts in Wakanda, which is pretty good. I mean, we haven't got to see Wakanda since Infinity War. Yeah. Oh shoot. And it, it definitely from episode three was really cool to um, kind of see something that we were familiar with again after you know again after WandaVision and the first three episodes it was like yeah after WandaVision and all the craziness of Endgame just seeing basically the reality of the MCU kind of setting back in stone. It's just really nice to get back to it and seeing all the characters that we enjoy. It's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that is not us seeing the Wakanda of now, because that, that was a flashback. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it says uh, it was six years ago, but the MCU is currently set in, uh, I think, 2023. Yeah. So it would be 2017, which adds up because yeah. it's a couple years after Civil War. Right. But yeah, they start, uh, she's using the words on Bucky trying to we're well not trying to but seeing if the Winter Soldier will be activated 
by them. Uh, he's not, and she describes removing the Winter Soldier as like it took years, and well, there was it. It wasn't like an easy thing because I feel like if they weren't able to flush this out in show, I don't know if they ever would have covered how difficult it really was to remove it. They just kind of grazed over it before, saying like, "Oh, he, he's fixed now." But she kind of talks about how it was difficult for them. And I mean, you could tell it took a while because they got him in 2016 after Civil War and saying six years ago, that means a whole year has passed. So a, bit, a whole years of work trying to fix him. It was cool to see. Um, and he did a really good job of um, definitely showing that emotion. I mean, that was... Yeah, and I like the flashback scenes right. of yeah. all the different um, you know, missions he carried out as the Winter Soldier. We saw a lot of... A lot of different stuff there. It was definitely the depth of that scene was um, something we hadn't seen yet from this from this show. And that's that is I think what's so cool about the newer the newer stuff is that I mean this is showing like real shit. I mean this is there's depression. There's a lot of you know um, things that just people in general are are really um, I think really can take from these shows. And, and I mean I think it, it helps when you have a personal connection to what is going on it I mean it, it draws you in and I think they've done a really really good job of it and I think that was another another case there where seeing him in that vulnerable state again where he I mean you can just see that he hasn't had it easy and that's that's why his character so I guess so important to everything that's going on right now yeah the last time he had his mind to himself it was you know he was a kid fighting in World War Two back in the 40s so you know, finally getting that clarity back, you can just imagine the emotions he'd, he'd be going through there. Yeah, no, it definitely hats off to Sebastian Sand for really selling that and, I mean, showing us how, like, he even helped sell the fact that it was hard to get rid of that. Like, he didn't wake up one day and say, okay, I'm fixed. Like, they had to work at it and work at it. And he was scared to even hear the words from her, which really makes it even more powerful when he in the previous episode was with Zemo and Zemo was saying the words to him and he said I'm not even phased by that anymore yeah. but also in the third episode there was a couple moments there where it was kind of like uh, you know I guess it was kind of tiptoeing around the fact that Zemo still had a little bit of that like uh, I guess control over him when he was in that, the fight scene at I, I think it was at the bar that yeah, was yeah Madripoor right yeah he was kind of originally trying to sell that he was you know fighting those people and then i think he got into it and you know kind of got lost himself there for a second but and sam even said in in that scene you know are you good and yeah. i think that i don't know I, I definitely gave the viewers a little bit of a like hey what's going on here type of uh feeling but um it was i'm just how marvel does everything is i mean they always have a uh, some kind of idea behind it so it's it's cool to see but no i mean um like you, like you said, like Sam checking on Bucky. I think episode three, they were really able to show that they're growing t like together more and trusting each other more and being more understanding. Because there was a second time when Bucky found the the little orb thing from Wakanda. Mm -hmm. He was like, "I'm gonna go take a walk," and Sam asked, "Like, are you okay again?" So Sam's definitely checking in more. I mean, I think they're <clears throat> they're going to be more friends than just coworkers at that point. Yeah, and I think Sam knows that. You know, Steve was basically all Bucky had from his, you know, old old world, old life. So I think Sam is, you know, you can definitely definitely see the concern that he has with with Steve not being there anymore. He's just trying to make sure that Bucky's doing okay. It's 
pretty pretty cool dynamic to see. Which also, in a sense, is basically to me how I look at it is um, Sam is taking taking that role of what Steve was for Bucky and becoming that. And I mean, like they said, Falcon. I mean, he is going to eventually end up becoming Captain America, and that's that's how it went in the comics, and that's hopefully what we'll see with this. But I think that. He's not only taking over that. I think he's also taking over as Bucky's guy. Yeah. And I, I think Bucky needs it. We see a lot of Steve and Sam, I think, through these first four episodes. Not just with um, Bucky, but you know how he tries to reach out to Carly. And you know, just how he deals with anything, everything from an interpersonal standpoint. You know, he's just really trying to reach out to people. And you know, the fighting, is his, that's his last option. And that was always Steve's last option. And, you know, we see it from John Walker. He's just ready to go into any situation and, you know, uh, try to throw that shield at anybody that he can. So. Right. And then not to jump further, but even deeper when in the last scene there where we really saw something that um, we never saw out of Captain America. And that, that was something that I think everybody in the fan base was kind of like, what in the fuck is going on? Yeah. I mean, like that, I mean, that's something you just don't. You just it didn't happen. I mean, that's not who Captain America was, and even when he was put up against Thanos, that's not who Captain America was. I mean, he, I mean, he was going to fight till he couldn't anymore, but he would never do anything that that would affect um, the world in the way that it did in in the universe. But okay, so uh, uh, just I'll go back out, slide out. So yeah, we were we saw Wakanda, we saw the flashback with Bucky, and then we would. Uh, it cuts back to him talking to Ao about how she wants Zemo back. Like they took Zemo out, and he wants she wants him back in custody. Right. Basically, um, we were uh, reminded that Bucky knows Wakanda. <laughs> he right. spoke to him. Wakanda and said, "I think he said like he, he's the ends to a means." Yeah, means to an end. Means to an end. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, in the comic, or uh, even in Civil War, they talked about how. Like all the super soldiers and like the Winter Soldier program that they were killed, but all of them knew multiple languages and they were all super strong. Bucky said they could take out like a, a country in the night, but I mean, Bucky knows a ton of languages and it's not just like a Winter Soldier thing. Like he still has that ability to know all those languages. Right, and I I think and kind of going back to that third episode, um, I it was one of those scenes where I was so excited for. Um, Wakanda and and that kind of that to come back into play, but it was so hard not seeing um, Black Panther himself there. Yeah, and I think that I think it would have been I don't know. Just it's it's definitely a hard situation because he's so important to this whole thing, and now it's it's one of those things that they're going to have to tiptoe around, and, um, and that's that's going to be very hard. Yeah. to watch but bringing Wakanda into it was you know really interesting to see because you know that was something that I didn't even think about when they were breaking Zemo out was you know Wakanda's going to be pretty pissed off that, right. that they broke him out because you know he murdered their king but yeah it's just you know another thing where you know every single character has so many um, influences and you know breaking Zemo out you know the Pandora's box that that opens with the uh, the Wakandans getting involved in episode four it was just you know Really cool to see that play out. Yeah, and we'll 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 touch on that. Uh, the, the, we'll touch on the Black Panther showing up concept again later. Yeah, we'll, I th- we'll yeah, get back to that. Definitely. Yeah. 
But, uh, okay, so yeah, going on, um, she, once again, he's referred to as the White Wolf. And, I mean, he even referred to himself as it at one point. So he could be taking up that mantle rather than being called the Winter Soldier going yeah. forward. Which also, you know, not to go off the top or go off what we're trying to do here, but the concept of him becoming the White Wolf, though it isn't who he is in the comics, I think is it actually would be really cool to see play out because instead of him being reminded of himself as the Winter Soldier every single day to take on a new, um, Basically, a new mantle there would be. I mean, I think I think it would be good for his character. Yeah. Um, or it could be. Or it could almost be the opposite. You know, if that's that could be the end of his. You know, therapy as he's just accepts like, okay, I am a Winter Soldier. Well, I mean, this again, is me. I'm not yeah, going to run from it. But he is a villain in the. Yeah, uh, the White Wolf's a villain in um, the comics as well. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah. Keep going. Okay. Um. So yeah, it cuts back. Uh, so Bucky goes back after meeting with Ao, and. Um, he's just talking to Zemo for a while. He tells him like, "I know, I wasn't followed." Because I guess he he will know. But uh, Zemo calls the Avengers supremacists, along with Nazis, and there was one other thing I, I forget what he said. But I just thought that was interesting because it's how he viewed the Avengers. Like I, I guess from his standpoint, it would make sense that he was trying to separate them and take them down because he viewed them as basically the same as Nazis at that point. Yeah, it's um. You know, that, that's just part of, you know, Zemo's character is he's got, um, you know, he had the run-in with the Avengers with, you know, his family getting killed and, you know, that led to the events of, of Civil War and then, um, you know, it just goes back to, you know, why Bucky broke him out in the first place is the Flag Smashers remind him um, of the Nazis, of the Avengers and, you know, he, he really sees himself, you know, needing to end, uh, end this group, especially with the Super Soldier Serum that he despises, but... Yeah, Zemo, you know, definitely that that's his main play, but there's still something there's something else out there. You know, we um, you know, spoiler warning. We <laughs> we saw him uh, sneak away there at the end of episode 4, so you know, you know what he's got um, up his sleeve is left to be seen, but I'm really excited to see his storyline play out. Yeah, so uh, Zemo tells Sam that basically he's got to kill uh, what's her name? Kali I, I can't remember Carly Carly yeah. he's got to kill Carly or get he's going to be killed by Carly is basically how he views that situation I feel like that's something that's I feel like it was more significant than it was made to be because I feel like that's something that's definitely going to come up again and where Sam is put in a situation where he will have the chance to kill her I mean he already, kind of already had that but I feel like he'll definitely be put in another situation with her where they neither of them want to kill each other but their groups that they're with are pressuring them to basically kill each right. other. But yeah, okay, so moving forward, uh, they also talk about how the serum corrupts people, which has always been something that's been prominent. Like with uh, the first Avenger, it was said it makes good great and bad worse, and it goes to show that that was right, and that's going to keep being right. And I think. Zemo actually had some kind of respect for Steve because he said there's never been another Steve Rogers. He said Steve was like the one exception for a super soldier is yeah. how he saw things. Yeah, and that's that was really, really cool to see because, you know, the last time we saw Zemo, he was trying to basically kill <laughs> Steve Rogers or, no, maybe not kill yeah. Steve Rogers, but um, basically have the Avengers end up killing themselves and 
Um, that just goes to the complexity of his characters that uh, he might have respected some of these um, Avengers as you know a personal or you know person by person basis, but as a group he despised them. Uh, you know that's what he really went after him for. Just to just to cut this off really quick, um, the reason you're not hearing Tanner speak at the moment is because he's actually learning all this information while we're talking about it. Yeah, I'm so, still here. I'm still uh, here. So he's not gone, but uh, he is a little bit behind. He was on vacation while we were planning everything. So he is. Uh, I just wanted to kind of let you guys know that he. He's definitely still here, um, but he's kind of learning this all this new information as well. So we're going to try our best to get him involved as well. But I just want to let you guys know that before you started wondering. But uh, we'll let Blake get back to doing what he was doing. Yeah, yeah. This is this is just the we're recapping for you and Tanner right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm over here. If you saw me on like video, you'd see my eyes just moving from each person. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> this story is amazing. What the heck? I need to go. <laughs> and then make it live action or something. Yeah, like I don't even need watching that. <laughs> no, you definitely should watch that. Oh no, I, <laughs> no question. I'm I'm watching it. It sounds like I'm about to get very emotional. So, <laughs> okay, but um, so they go on to try and find what's it, Donia? Yeah, they try yeah. and find Donia, or no, they don't want to find. They want to find her funeral. Yeah. Um, apparently, it's not very hard to find the Flag Smashers because they walk directly into this place. And there's, it's not even like a like a box of weapons or anything. It's I looked at it. I paused the TV and I took a moment to look. It was like a box with like yarn and like needles with the Flag Smasher logo just like printed on the side of it. Yeah, they're they're uh, well advertised. I'll give them that. But it's like if you're a secret organization and you just you're just gonna post your logo everywhere. Yeah. Like yeah. you guys might as well have a Facebook page at that point. Yeah, with your fucking address on it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so Sam and Bucky are trying to get information for people, but they're two Avengers basically, and no one wants to talk to them because they probably don't like them. <laughs> well, and that's where I mean, that's what's also very um, cool about that scene too is that Zemo really like, I mean, made him look stupid because he he got the information about the funeral from a kid. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. So Sam and Bucky were making the mistake of trying to talk to the adults. Zemo's. He's smart. He knows how to manipulate people, and he knows he'll look for the one person in the room that's easiest to manipulate. That's what he did in Civil War. He knew that Bucky could be easy to ma- manipulate if he just uses those words. So he went uh, to the group of children that he could just convince to do whatever he wants. He's got to give them some candy. Yeah. Uh, I put one uh, side note here. I just it has no relevance to anything. I just thought it was weird that Zemo came up singing to the children. And they didn't run away. Yeah, not not a lot of stranger danger going on in uh, uh, wherever they were. I can't remember where that outpost was located, but yeah, stranger coming up to you singing, offering you candy. Um, I think that was like the first thing I learned in first grade. Was uh, you run the other way in that yeah. situation? One <laughs> of singing Baba Black Sheep. Yeah, like kids nowadays probably don't even know what that is. He could have came up singing Baby Shark, maybe got some kids coming <laughs> over. But yeah. yeah, he was he was a white van away from a. Felony charge on that. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to he's got to play that safer next time. But yeah, it worked. It did work. He, he gave the kid some candy, and uh, she gave him some information. Uh, he and he held that information from Sam and Bucky so they wouldn't turn him over to the what's it called the Doras, the Doras, right? Yeah, Dora Milaje. Yeah, so he couldn't turn him over to them. 
Uh, I think it was pretty dumb on Bucky actually to tell him that the at least just announce out loud like oh yeah the Wakandans are here like I just pulled Sam aside and told him so Zemo doesn't know yeah because Zemo's gonna use it for leverage yeah his his guards up and well that's where um, I mean this is kind of the point in the in that episode where things really did kind of turn and you know then we got to see Mr Walker come back into. Um, the picture and again I've never been so frustrated with a character in my life and this is another side note that I think is really important to acknowledge is the fact that um, us as Marvel fans need to understand that um, the actor is not yeah stop stop harassing Wyatt Russell you fucking weirdos <laughs> like that was something that I've seen a lot that I I guess I don't exactly understand is he is not that in real life, and I I've seen a lot of people taking a lot of like a lot of things out on him, and I bet he was very excited to get this role, and then for everybody just to have constant hate on him, like I don't like his character at all by any means, but I mean he's doing we, his job. Yeah, we do need to separate because I, I mean they are making him. I mean, he's a villain, so they are. There is also not an eight-foot purple titan out there roaming around somewhere. So right. Thanos isn't real <laughs> yeah. either. So disassociate I mean, this from <laughs> the real world. But is yeah. he even really like a? I mean, from his perspective, he's not even really like a villain. Like he doesn't. He just has a lot of pressure. It looks like, and he's just cracking under that pressure. Yeah, you can definitely tell he's pressing. Um, that he was. I mean, we saw the very first um, episode. He's in a locker room. Looks like he's about to throw up. Right. As he's about to, or I guess it was the second episode. Um, it looks like he's about to throw up before he's announced as Captain America. So, yeah, you know the the pressure of the mantle is definitely getting to him. He's right. trying to do the best job that he can. And I mean, trying to take over for someone who, I mean, I mean, he had such a huge role in this entire thing. I mean, that's, I mean, I don't. There's no way that. Uh, you wouldn't be nervous about that, and I think that he just he pushed it a little bit too far. Yeah, and I think the the interesting thing of Steve Rogers was when he became Captain America, he had no military experience. You know, he was just kind of a the free thinker that he was. Um, you know, John Walker, he's got three medals of honor. He's um, served tours in Afghanistan. You know, he's almost kind of seems in institutionalized by um, you know how he served and um, kind of the different dynamic that you know the. Um, you know, of the times of the 40s compared to now. So um, you can definitely see the differences in his approach where he's, you know, much more brute force, you know, just going in and, um, you know, not really not really thinking um, like Steve Rogers would, like, like Sam would when he was trying to talk Carly down before um, engaging her. And, again, we see him come into the picture after... He had done a very good job of talking her down, and you can see that there was a moment there where she was, yeah. she was good, and yeah. I think things were, um, there was a level of understanding, and right as that happens, I mean, on cue, here he comes, and he fucks it up, and yeah. like, I mean, we knew it was coming, I mean, it was just, uh, it basically was how it was going, but he came in there, and he, he destroyed all the progress that was made, um, then he got his ass beat. Yeah. yeah. But that is where we kind of get to a, a point in the show that became very important, and that was the um, the serum that that um, got kind of 
yeah. sprawled out there as that that cutscene yeah. took away and went into. Well, we'll, we'll wrap back around to that. I got okay, some you, more, okay. some more a little stuff to touch on before we get to that stuff. But um, yeah, I, I do want to say with John Walker, I think he's comparing himself to Captain America too much and trying to. He's trying to think to himself, what would Captain America do, rather than thinking independently and on his own. Like, Sam isn't going around every second of every day thinking, what would Captain America do? He's just naturally doing what's right to him and what what he believes to be right, which is what Captain America would do. I mean, he's said it before, I think it was Civil War, where he said, if it doesn't feel right, like, I can't turn away from that. Yeah. And that's just exactly what Sam's doing. And, I mean... Cap knew that, and that's why he gave him the shield, because he knew that Sam was a good man. And if Sam did take that serum, he probably would be just fine. Yeah, uh, the the way we get introduced to Sam back in the Winter Soldier, you know, after that run with Steve is, you know, he's working a PTSD clinic at, at the VA, so, you know, that um, that want to, to help people has always been there for him, and I think that's a really important part of the, the Captain America mantle. And I think it was, um, I guess I'll, I'll touch on it a little bit. <laughs> oh, never mind. Just disregard <laughs> that. Okay. Um, where am I at here? Okay. So uh, let's let's rewind a little. So we're back at uh, right after the Zemo had, like just told them he knows where the funeral is being held and it's being held this afternoon, but I'm keeping it from you. So the, the door Malaje don't take me and you just immediately turn me over to them. Uh, basically telling uh, Bucky that he has leverage over him now, pretty much. And I have a, I have a small, dumb side note again. Uh, Bucky says, quote-unquote, want to see what someone can do with leverage. And I just thought that was kind of sus. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded a little sexual. I don't, think he meant, I don't think he meant it to come out like that. Bucky trying to get freaky with the Baron. I was like, man, if you just lay the kiss on Zemo right now. <laughs> a little forehead kiss would have been a shock right there. Oh yeah. Um, oh, and also, I just thought this was funny. Uh, you could see when Sam calls Zemo out and doing this the head this head tilt thing all the time. Yeah. He calls him out on it, and he immediately realigns his head. <laughs> um, oh, okay. So uh, then we have Sharon is on the phone with uh, Sam, and she has information that the power broker is pissed about Nagel dying. That's I think that's pretty suspicious. Yeah, killed Either. a golden goose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, those exact words. But yeah, weird how she just knows so much about the situation. I'm not. I don't think she's power broker in the slightest. But yeah. I think she just knows I, more than yeah. What she's leaning on. on. Yeah. yeah. And I mean that's that's also something that um, I guess could come up too is that maybe she's not exactly. Um, we think she is, but I, I mean, again, I don't think she's a power broker either. But I, there, there could be something a little fishy about that whole situation. But um, we'll try not to speculate too far on that one. <laughs> and it just kind of goes back to the leverage thing. Is you know that is the the, um, the setting of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier is you know, kind of kind of back to the Winter Soldier of the movies that you know this is a a geopolitical you know type of conflict. All these people have you know interests. Um, you know, group interests and special interests of their own. So, um, you know, everything that is said to us um, on the surface, you know, there's going to be stuff lying underneath. So, you know, whatever information Sharon is going to give to Sam, you know, it's never going to be 100% of it and vice versa. So it's just something that we have to keep in mind going forward. All right. Uh, 
Also, if you are thinking to yourself, oh man, he's leaving out quite a few things, it could possibly be because I cannot focus very well while I'm watching TV, <laughs> or it could be because my dog started humping a pillow and I had to get up and fix it. <laughs> but yeah, if I'm leaving anything out, just yeah, let me know, or don't. It's up to you. But again, that's another thing that we would like to have. Um, we want fan engagement, so we, you know, if you guys have um, things that you would like us to touch on, um, or things that um, maybe that you thought that we missed that you would want us to cover, we are. I mean, we would love to have any kind of feedback. I mean, that's kind of the thing that um, yeah, that's going to drive it. Keep it classy, though. All right. Yeah. Don't tell don't us that harass we me. I will cry. <laughs> but I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, we this is. This is for fun, so we, you know, we want to, we want to enjoy it, and we want you guys to enjoy it. So if there's um, maybe something that you want us to do differently, or um, you know, anything like that, we would, we would love feedback, and we, we want to, you know, we want to keep this an enjoyable podcast. So, um, but we're, we'll keep on going. Yeah. Yeah, anything we leave out, it's just because I'm keeping leverage from all of you listening. <laughs> yeah, watch the damn show. Don't, li- don't rely on us. Yeah, this is a very, very brief recap, so Tanner only knows half of it. <laughs> yeah, Tanner's getting pissed off. He's like, let's, let's hurry the fuck up. That's why we keep going back and forth. We keep jumping. You guys jump like super fast. He definitely has like, no idea. What's my, my, my story is so jambled right now. I'm like seeing Bucky over here, over there. <laughs> you, guys, you guys will mention something that will happen big later, and I'm like, uh, let's, let's back up. <laughs> Tanner doesn't know how we got here. Alright, okay. Yeah, I'll just I'll keep I'll keep going. Um Okay, so I don't know where we left off last, but here we are now. Uh so um Carly and unnamed character. I looked, he did not have a name. The whole movie he was never named. And then I had su- I had subtitles on and when he had a talking line it just said Super Soldier. So nice. I referred to him as Super Soldier. Uh so this guy, he uh, tells her that he was a fan of Captain America as a kid. Also, yeah, they're hiding the serum in a grave. Right. So now we know where the serum is, and we can see it, and they have taken it out of this grave, and now it is in Carly's possession. But, yeah, they talk about how uh, he used to see Captain America as a hero. He looked up to him, um, and she... Or he um, says that, like, what we're doing now will outlive the legacy of the S.H.I.E.L.D. And she does not agree with the legacy of the S.H.I.E.L.D. She says it should be destroyed, like Sam has said. Her and Sam are very, like, in common. They have a lot in common. Which also comes back up later, too, that you, you do see that um, they even acknowledge the fact that there there's a lot of similar similarities um, with those two. And um, that is, I guess, a very important thing to note. Yeah, so he, he is aware of the legacy of the S.H.I.E.L.D., and he doesn't see the S.H.I.E.L.D. as this bad thing as she does. He he sees it as something very memorable and something, right. well, that becomes pretty ironic later, for him at least. Right. Uh, then um, John Walker and Lamar Hoskins, yep. Battlestar, they, uh, they pretty much just sneak up on Sam and Bucky with Zemo. Like they they found him and they try and take Bucky or they no they try and take Zemo back into custody yeah and they kind of let him in on the situation I mean they don't tell him to leave they right well and I don't think they would have really been able to and yeah, I think they, yeah. that's where it kind of started um, 
that's our that's where it started to get fishy and we'll kind of we'll kind of just keep going but um you know basically as that as that scene starts to develop you know that's where we see our first time of sam talking to carly and in that scene there was you know there was a lot that um that was going well and we actually were seeing a point in the tv show that that we hadn't seen before and that was there was a bit of a compromise in trying to figure out the situation um you know as they had zemo held there you saw that john walker was kind of getting impatient there and he was getting impatient and you know there's this this ego that i think was kind of taking over there and he was like i have to be in this situation well that's where he ruined it yeah and i think that's where when he came in and he messed all that up. Yeah, and then something he said to Bucky was, you know, when Bucky stops him, he said, oh, this is all so easy for you with all that serum running through your exactly. through your veins. You know, you can start to see that, you know, almost that envy of, of Walker as, you know, the serum gets brought up more and more. Um, he, you know, he probably thinks he can't really do this job as just a basic soldier with, you know, he's got the shield, but, you know, if he doesn't have the super strength, you know, he's, He's getting his ass handed to him all the time, so you know you can really start to see that become a, a point of focus for him. And that's where it forecasts to even bigger issues about ten minutes later. Yeah. And you know we see we see him get to a point where he goes in there, and we know he ruins it, so that we can go past that part. But then, you know, it cuts to that scene where you get Zemo breaking out of yeah. of you know what they. They were holding him captive or whatever until they can, you know, actually officially put him Well, there. John Walker, he's a control freak. Right. He, yeah. I think he sees himself as the government at this. Like, he takes the... Well, captain. he said that. Yeah. He said he was the government. He says he is the government all the time. And I think he takes this captain title a little too far most of the time. Because every time he enters the room, he just starts making demands. You know, he says, like, I want him in our custody. I want to... I want, you need to turn him over now. Like, that's the first thing he tells him. Right. And, like... He does it again when he barges in the room, and I think you know going going even further when when he when he does that, um, we we then get to that point where we see that Zemo had gotten away, um, and then scene develops further. Um, we see that Zemo shot Carly uh, as Carly was trying to break free of that whole situation, yeah. um, and. Uh, this scene actually had quite a few significant moments that, as we break it down, was um, was actually was really pretty crazy. So when Zemo got free, we we saw that all of the um, the super soldier serum was just laying there, um, and his initial reaction was to stop the shit out of it until. There wasn't any more. He stays very true to his character. Yeah, I think right. a lot of people were thinking to themselves, like, is he going to take the serum himself? But that's just that's not him. That's not what he sees. And that's that was that was great, except for the fact that he missed one. Yeah, right um, before he got bonked with the fucking shield. Right, and I mean, uh, you know, John Walker comes in. He sees that there is that super soldier serum, and he proceeds to take it. And you know. That's that's that moment there where you know he started talking about um, it's Battlestar yeah. about the fact that if you had that opportunity to take it, would you? And he said, "Yeah, he would." And you know we've got we've got you know this guy who 
you know he was going to take it. His ego was so big, and he wanted to be—he wanted to be someone he wasn't. But the issue with it comes the fact that when you take it, it only amplifies who you are. And he was not a good dude. Well, Lamar even says something. He says, uh, "Power just makes a person more of what the, themselves." Right. So I, he's not wrong. Yeah. And when John's not able to reflect on his negatives yet. Yeah. Right. Also, yeah. Battlestar is he's not a bad guy. No, and his character no, he's was, ta- he yeah. talked John Walker down a couple times in that episode. He's just like, I just wait, like just let Sam do whatever he's got to do, and uh, he was kind of the voice of reason for um, for a lot of that episode for for Walker. But you know, when Walker was asking him, you know, would you take the serum, um, and Battlestar says, yeah, and they were thinking back to Afghanistan. He says, you know, think back to that day, which I'm assuming was a bad day. They lost a lot of people. Uh, You know, how many people we could have saved if if we had that serum. And that's, you know, kind of goes back to the, um, you know, John Walker kind of being institutionalized, you know, having some PTSD of his own after serving tours in Afghanistan, you know. Um, You know, that's the kind of thinking that's going through his mind when he wants to take the serum. Like, he's only looking at the positives, but... You know, he really is not educated on it, and he doesn't know all the things that it's going to amplify, and you know that gives him problems down the road. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. I think the I, n- next thing we probably should go into is just maybe that the scene where, um, oh, where they uh, where they uh, confront her. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. So uh, Carly calls Sam's sister, and basically threatens that if she doesn't meet up with Sam, she's going to go to, what, Louisiana, and she's going to pay her a little visit, basically threatening her. Yeah. Which, Uh, knowing Sam is, he's a family guy, so, like, this this was something that, you know, he was going to take serious. Yeah. Um, And, you know, it plays out the way it does, but... Yeah, so, so, yeah, they meet up, and they're talking, and this is pretty much cut short because... John Walker is somehow knows where they are. I think he might have some tracker on them or something because he always is able to find them. Yeah, which is really weird. But like their exact location, he'll find them. Yeah, but I mean, he has the government on his side more than Captain America, like Steve Rogers ever did, because he wasn't really with the government as much as. Oh, I mean, they didn't like him. Yeah, John John Walker is basically their pet. Right. Yeah. Yeah. When we think of Steve, we think of you know Winter Soldier. He's on the run from the government. Civil War, <laughs> he becomes a criminal, <laughs> and then you know until Infinity War, he's on the run as a as a fugitive. So, you know, this is the Captain America that we've you know never really seen. Yeah. This is basically what they wanted their Captain America to be. Yeah, because I mean, even in the first Avenger, when he was with the government, they had him as basically just their mascot, you know, doing shows to collect bonds, and that was it, all they saw from him and. All he did, he just basically strayed away from what the government was telling him, which is something John Walker never does. He's just a student's pet, really. Yeah. So, I you know, going kind of fast forwarding a little bit more, um, we get to a part where um, we have another fight sequence coming up with mm-hmm. um, Battlestar and um, the new Captain America, Mr. John Walker. Um, when we this is the first time we really get to see, you know, they 
I mean, things got pretty hectic, and uh, we see that Battlestar was actually um, kind of separated from from Captain America, and um, we see that things didn't go well, um, which ended up leading to him getting captured and him getting all tied up and everything. Yeah. Um, and you know, he got he got set free. He did it himself. He got away. Yeah, I mean, Battlestar, he's not a bad dude, but also, no. he's not a dude that should be fighting super soldiers. He's a guy who, <laughs> he should be guiding old ladies across the street. He, I don't think I've seen him lay one effective punch this whole series. I mean, first episode, he gets tossed off a truck, and John Walker has to save him. Basically, John Walker's just saving him every single episode until eventually he doesn't. Yeah, why are they sending in two non-enhanced persons <laughs> to go after a group of, you know, Ten super soldiers. I don't know what the what the government's plan is right there, but but yeah, I think in that that sequence, um, you know, when Lamar gets captured, um, we see John Walker fighting one of the one of the flag smashers, and he takes a pipe and bends it. And then we see right then that's confirmation that he's that he's taking the serum, and, and Sam sees it at the same same time, and he's just you know basically you know what did you do? Um, and Walker kind of dodges the question and just says you know they've they've taken Lamar. Um, so, you know, that is quite the, sh- the shock for Sam to see, um, that Walker's done that, and I think he knows right then and there, um, that that's going to enhance all those negative aspects that him and Bucky are clearly able to read, um, but yeah, they go forward and, you know, find Carly after that. So, once they get to that point, uh, I think that's when we see the, you know, another significant moment when that that fight scene was going down. I mean, there's a lot that was happening. And then um, we get to a point where we see Battlestar take a hit. Um, and it was one that he was not going to recover from. He, oh my fucking God, he's fucking dead. Exactly. Well, it's not even his fault, really. So John, even, John has enhanced himself already, and he still is getting his ass kicked. You know? I mean... Yeah. He got his ass kicked even when he's enhanced, fighting enhanced. And the only reason Battlestar died is saving John Walker from Carly. That's a huge spoiler. Yeah. yeah. So, so Holy crap. So, <laughs> see, yeah. oh so we see the first real big death, um, other than, um, you know, the kind of the, the ones that they hinted along the way. But we see we see that Battlestar is no longer. Uh, he definitely got taken out. R.I.P. Rest in peace, Mr. Battlestar. That is crazy. Yeah, so he... he yeah, he, he got, <laughs> Crazy, but not crazy at all, because, you know... Yeah, so like, they took him out, and uh, you see that uh, John Walker, he acts out of aggression, and this is where you see the... the and we'll kind of fast-forward a little bit more, but we'll la- kind of get to the, the very end here where um, he goes... He goes... He derails. Uh, yeah. he, he goes flying out of the building, and... Like we said earlier, the super soldier, uh, the guy that we had talked about, that he was, he was a fan of Captain America when it started, and he wasn't the one who actually hit Battlestar to kill him. He wasn't the guy. That was Carly. Carly was, punched uh, Battlestar was, into a wall, and which is his brains on. Significant Shit. to note because, and that's what happened. Oh, so basically, God. what happens that's... is, as as we see him running after the super soldier, um, he tells him. I wasn't the one who did it. I wasn't the one who did it. And then we get to a scene that absolutely blew my mind to see that there was blood on that shield after 
yeah. as many years as Captain had it. Yeah, and, it, and I, I saw someone someone else touch wow. on this uh, yesterday when you know he's taken the shield, which is a defensive item, and he's turned it into a, this weapon, and you know there's blood on it. So he's he's warped the shield. Uh, he's now warped the mantle of Captain America, and you know everyone's sitting there. You know the, the title of the episode is "The World Is Watching." Yeah, they cut my man in 4K, batching his brains in. And it was, I mean, this this wasn't, you know, and they even put they put they put a violence warning on this episode, and you knew something was going to happen, but the fact that it was, you know, he ended he ended somebody's life, and it was something that. You know, we haven't seen a lot from from these heroes. It's it's more been you know, it's been more about saving lives rather than taking them. And this was the first time that we saw a big yeah. And like you know, we're gonna assume Captain America probably killed a lot of people, right? But everyone else, everyone is a hostile engaging him. You know, this guy was beat. He was on his back in a defensive position. You know, basically was, yeah. surrendering. And you know, John Walker just uh, you know went in and killed him with the shield and. It was just a very, very insane scene to watch, and and that's where when we when we cut to that last part where we see everybody recording him, and then we see you know Bucky and uh, the Falcon. <laughs> when Bucky's horrified yeah. after assassinating like five hundred people in his life, you know you did something wrong. So you know, and this is kind of the portion of the podcast where we kind of give you um, what we think is going to happen next episode, and kind of tying that all together and. Um, you know, after that scene, you know, there's a lot that's going to happen. Um, and, you know, through the trailers, we've seen that, that you know, the Falcon will get his, get the shield back. Um, so, you know, will this have, will this have, uh, you know, something to do with that? Um, you we know, just got to figure out if Walker gives up the shield right. willingly. Because, you know, assuming that he is, you know, basically operating as a, a person in the military right now is Captain America. You know, I'd assume that's a that's a court martial right there, <laughs> a court martial offense, um, and a probably probably a, a dishonorable discharge from him, especially being caught on camera for it. But you know, that's just you know my guess on how it's going to go and whether or not he gives up the the shield willingly, which I'm guessing he doesn't. Um, I think it comes down to him and Bucky fighting over the shield because you know. Sam, I think, ends up with it, but you know, Sam is not an enhanced person. So, you know, if Walker's gonna, if he's got the serum, you know, he's gonna take Sam in a fight. So, I, th- I think next episode we we get to see what I've been wanting to see is Bucky versus Walker um, fighting over the shield, which I think will be a very significant, significant fight. Yeah, for sure. I think that that because both of them watched the whole thing. I think the two of them seeing him kill someone. I think this the first time the shield has ever been used to kill someone. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, right. Yeah, because Cap has never. I mean, he had the chance with Iron Man, and he just stabbed it into the arc reactor just to because he he beat him, and he's like, "I'm not going to kill you. Yeah, I beat you. I don't have to kill you. If it's, he doesn't have to kill someone, right. he won't. But with John Walker, he didn't have to kill that person, and he just went straight for it. Yeah. In the same way, he comes into that building enhanced, yet he still comes in carrying a gun. Yeah. So I mean, he's. Not exactly. There's a lot to take away from that. He's not exactly going to disarm them. He's going for the kill. And you can see it in the way he fights. He fights so much different than Bucky. Bucky knows he has the ability to punch someone's head off. And Bucky just kind of takes people to the ground. John Walker kicks people down flights of stairs. (laughs) And smashes their their head in with a a shield. (laughs) 
makes lasagna on the porch. <laughs> yeah. So there has been rumors about a basically a secret cameo that we have not. Oh wait, hold on. Hold on. Also, I think you want to do something else. Okay. We we we, uh, we skipped over. I think a pretty significant part. Okay. One of the one of the best parts in the episode. The the fight with the door of Malaja. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Yes. Okay. That was, yeah. That was a that very was, big deal. That was a disrespectful scene for John Walker. Okay. So Tana, this happened. This happened before they uh, they went into the building for the final fight scene. It's like seventy five, eighty percent in through the movie or the other film. Basically, yeah. Like yeah. Okay. And it was, dude. It was honestly, it was a great fight scene. Okay. It really was. All right. I'll give you the setup. Okay. So Walker comes in and demands the hands emo over. Okay. Being. Actually, Way rewind. Beginning of the episode, Ao tells Bucky they have eight hours, and then we're coming back for Zemo, and we're going to take him back in custody. And then come back here, John Walker comes in and is demanding that Zemo goes back into custody as well, and he's basically in Sam's face, ready to fight him. Like he's like, "I'll put down the shield, and make it fair," which shows that he sees the shield as a weapon rather than defense, right then and there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then before they can go any further, a spear is thrown right in front of his face, and it is the door of Milaje coming to get Zemo. They started the fight, <laughs> and they whooped yeah. ass. They, I mean, they, they whooped his ass. And I mean, the, it was the first time where you saw like John Walker do look like a wimp. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I mean, he. I mean, he couldn't even. I mean, he couldn't even do anything against him. Yeah, and then you see Bucky. Um, you know, he doesn't want to fight these people, but you know. They're kind of engaging him, and um, you know he, you can tell he's pulling his punches. He's not trying to, not trying to hurt Io. And then you know she um, resets his vibranium arm, and it you know falls to the ground. And so Bucky's just kind of like he was disarmed. <laughs> he was disarmed. <laughs> he, was, he was quite literally disarmed. Um, I have that wrote down here. I said Bucky was disarmed. <laughs> yeah, his right to bear arms was stripped, and um, yeah, and so we see. Did you want to get? Okay, yeah, but yeah, we see Bucky. Um, you know, him and Io are in a conflict, but you know, just kind of you know pulling their punches, and and the other two just you know, going in for for the kill on on Walker. Basically, everyone in the room's fighting, and Zemo takes this moment to slip away, yeah. El, El Chapo style, yeah. goes into the sewer and just leaves. So again, another significant moment that it was. He go. Yeah. yeah. So that's the last we see of Zemo for the episode. And that's uh, that kind of takes into account that, you know, Zemo is one of these guys that, if given the opportunity, he is going to try to escape. He's a slippery little bastard. And, yeah, and that, that was, I mean, that's something we already knew. But, um, but yeah, now I think we'll we'll head into kind of the rumors and, and fun stuff yeah. like that to kind of wrap up here. But um, What that, an episode. Oh, yeah, it was, it was insane. What? It, <laughs> Not even seen it, and I am... So there's lots to take away from, but this this one is actually number five is rumored to be the episode. Yeah. yeah. So there is six. I think the director said. The, was yeah. it the director? Yeah. yeah it said it. tears will be shed on episode yeah. number five, and there is a, a big deal coming. So here we go, right here. This is nothing that has been said by Marvel. This is strictly <laughs> just us. Being it's just us. him. I don't know what he's gonna say. So this is just him. But we're going to have a couple. What we think is going to happen here? Uh, okay, I thought. You were yeah, gonna it's going to be all of us. Okay. No, yeah. you'll, you'll tie into this a little bit. But um, Ultron confirmed. Okay. <laughs> uh, dear Lord, no, we can't have that again. But that'd be kind of cool to see. But um, 
what I personally think is going to happen in this mystery cameo that we're going to see. Um, and I'm guessing there's going to be a lot more who think the same way. But I think we will see Black Panther either... Um, I think we'll... I think we'll see an end come for his character um, in this episode, or at least um, something. His character, Black Panther, because okay, yeah. with with everything with Wakanda being introduced and the fact that I think that that, that was going sense. to be his character, yeah. who was there. Uh, um, I think something's going to happen uh, to kind of give a little bit of a, a end to that character. But yeah. and it, uh, it uh, obviously it's a little it's a little dark to. You know, speculate on this because he has passed, unfortunately. But I mean, it, yeah, it would be great to see him again, for sure. I mean, I, I, I everyone's thinking it, you know, that he could show up. But I mean, it's it's entirely possible for yeah. sure because filming has started before he passed, and yeah, everyone would love to see him. I just, yeah, it is it, just. It could have been something that was you know in the script originally, and maybe they could have. They could have cut it afterwards, and you know, maybe gone back and kind of stitched things together because they didn't think it was timely. But and do you guys think they would do like a you know a stand-in for Black Panther and just oh, kind yeah. of figure someone out to I mean, just wear the mask and say they're him? In a yeah. sense, I hope that they they don't. I hope that they they find a way to do it without. You're thinking for the fit like the next Black Panther? Or no, just about this in the. Just like in for general, the scene. Ju- just in general, for like any time we see him, do you think yeah, you know they'll ever do a stand-in with a with the Black Panther mask I, on? I, mean, I, I think they'll. I, so. I think they'll end it without him ever. I think they'll imply that he's there. Yeah. I think that they'll they'll be that that idea that he is there, but I don't think that they're going to yeah. have. And even if they, I mean, I guess they could do it without him. Yeah, it's just a tricky situation. It's uh, yeah, they they have to handle it very carefully. Yeah, because it's no longer just about you know the storyline. They gotta be respectful of Chadwick's family and you know what he wants and you know, make sure it's something that's done tastefully and you know True. something that could be fan service for us could be seen as you know kind of exploitation or something right. that's disrespectful. So but I mean, make even, sure they stay away from that. Even regarding the cameo, it would one hundred percent make sense because the only reason the Dora Milaje were there, Milaje, Milaje, yeah. yeah. That yeah. The only reason they're there is because he ordered them there. Like, that's why they're there. Right. So, I mean, it's it could be implied that, you know, he is in this story in some way. Yeah, he's played such a huge part in this entire thing that it's... I, he, I mean, his character deserves an ending. It does. Because it, it's, yeah, it's it, been so I, important. I don't uh, think it'll come in this series, though. I think we'll get it in the second Black Panther movie. So. Yeah. Which, I mean, I guess that would be the best time to do it. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, I guess that, that makes it even, I mean, even crazier to see what will actually happen and yeah. who that mystery cameo will be. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't have no guesses on who the mystery came. I had so many guesses in WandaVision. <laughs> but oh, I, man, we were, we were going into I, that I have one. three other that are not Chadwick Boseman as Black Panther. Okay. I have, it could be Shuri. She was name-dropped this episode. And I mean, she spent a lot of time with Winter Soldier, and I, her father was also killed by Zemo, so she would, you know, she's it, got some interest in that. Yeah, she's got some skin in the game on that. Uh, and I mean, just thinking about, you know, him saying that this episode. I mean, I don't, I don't have his exact quote, but his quote was saying something about, you know, this episode will make people. Or was it regarding the cameo even 
something about making people cry, and yeah. then also, like, this is such a very grounded character, so you can't think anyone cosmic, yeah. you know, or anyone... Well, he definitely said, he said that this, it will be a very emotional episode, so he never said that it would exactly make you cry, but I mean, yeah. you, I guess you can yeah. kind of imply that, yeah. um, but he said it would be a very emotional, and, you know, for us being fans of it, and I think seeing everything that's played out, it... It's one of those things that it's gonna. I, I feel like it will be hard yeah. to see whatever does happen. It's gonna be hard to see it regardless. But yeah, so when he when he talks about emotional, you know, I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of everyone that's involved in the show and you know how it would be emotional. You know, are we gonna lose one of these characters? Because um, you know, I think Sam and Bucky are safe. So you know, those are really the two of the characters that we have the most um, interest in. You know, Sam's sister, you know, she was threatened in the last episode. Um, does Carly follow through um, on that threat to her? I don't know how she would, because the Flag Smashers kind of seem you know, more of a, a a grounded group. You know, how are they going to get to Louisiana? I did actually hear some things about them going back to Louisiana, though. Yeah, yeah, Sam and Bucky, five. yeah. Um, well, and I guess that kind of draws another thing. Do, do we see those two split? Do we see an end of, you know... Falcon and Bucky together. Do we see that that is something that will never happen again? Which I don't. I mean, making the the show, I I don't see that being a thing. But that could also be something that could kind of tie into that, where you know, yeah. this idea of them being you know um, yeah. part of Cap's group now, you know, kind of splitting up and doing their own thing. If we see that kind of towards the end of this as well. But um, yeah. But the cameo though, I I just don't. It's hard to tell because. It could just be someone that no, no one's been introduced to before. No one knows who this person is. It could just be, like, just some random character. But everyone, you know... It's like with the the engineer or something in WandaVision. Everyone was hoping it'd be, like, a Reed Richards or a Victor Von Doom or right. yeah. just some bigger character. And it turned out to be nothing. Right. But yeah, I mean, all we got was a dick joke in episode nine. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully we get another one of those at the end of this one, too. It's just, you know, you can't, you can't have your hopes up expecting them to bring right. in... You know, for this character who they haven't even talked about in the show yet. Because there's only two episodes left, so you can't bring in someone... I don't know. It's just, you couldn't really bring in someone that big. They would need more than just two episodes. Right. And especially if it's an important character, then they probably just need their own start. Like, that's not a place for them to start. Yeah. Well, I think I think we've come to a point now where I th- think we could probably end it for this one. Um you know, we, uh, we're excited to uh, kind of get into um, even more um, content with you guys, and we're hoping to expand it some more platforms for you so it can become a little bit more um, accessible. But um, we want to thank you guys for listening. Um, I, we did end up going about an hour, so um, I, hope that, I hope that you guys uh, enjoyed it. And um, please, you know, Leave some comments and um, tell us, you know, what you think that should um, happen in the next couple episodes. What we need to change, you know, we we are definitely open to um, hearing your guys' thoughts, and we want to know what what would be uh, right for you guys. Um, but I want to thank you guys for listening, and um, we will see you next time. We will see you next time. Yes, sir. Bye.